Well, hello there, grown-ups. You already know that we depend on your support to keep making Bust or Trust. But we have some exciting news for supporters. If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. But there's more. You will now get a weekly newsletter full of fun facts, book recommendations, fun new words and a monthly colouring poster to print at home featuring some of the weird and most wildest mysteries we've investigated. To support the show and get access to all these great goodies, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Patreon via Spotify or visit patreon.com forward slash Trust podcast. For more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you worried about things that go bump in the night, as some of your furniture has very sharp corners and it might hurt their knees? There aren't things that go bump in the night, Tiernan. Oh yeah? Then what about me when I sneak around in the dark for a midnight snack? (laughs) That doesn't count. Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids' mystery podcast. And we are the Busters or Trusters. We look into strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all types of the unexplained. Like, just how do they get the different coloured lines in toothpaste? I'm not sure anyone will ever know. And how do they not make your teeth red and blue? Baffling. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detectives. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case mysterious or just misguided? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because we're all just searching for the truth. <laughs> That's not right. You're often searching for snacks. Well, now that is the truth. You're welcome. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases. So stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case. The Case What's our case this week, Athena? Is it a good one? It always is. This week, we're not just a kids' mystery podcast, we're also a kids' history podcast at the same time. That's exciting, but how are we managing to do that? Well, the case this week is about Rasputin, also known as the Mad Monk, and whether or not he had supernatural healing powers. Oh, you mean like me? What? I can hear loads of things all the time, so I must do. I said healing powers, not hearing powers, so clearly you don't. And some people also thought he was invincible. Yeah, again, just like me. Uh, What did you think I just said? Invisible, obviously. Must be hard for you hosting this with a co-host you can't see. I said invincible, and you're right there. Hmm, maybe I need to work on my powers. Do you have any super abilities, Athena? Only the power of brilliant facts. Shall I tell our chief detectives all about this week's case subject, Rasputin? Please do. Rasputin is a famous figure in the history of the Russian Empire. Russia is a very large country that spans from Eastern Europe to Asia. Russia is famous for literature, which means its books and writing, and for ballet and for its snowy, cold regions in the north. 
born in 1869 to a very poor peasant family, Rasputin became very important to the last emperor of Russia, Nicholas II. He acted as an advisor to the emperor and his wife, the Empress Alexandra, and even influenced how the Russian army fought in the First World War. So how did he get in with them lot if he was from such humble origins? I'm getting to that bit. It was said that Rasputin gained supernatural powers during a pilgrimage or a special journey to a monastery and that he used those powers to heal. He soon became famous for it. As a result of his supposed powers and his influence with the Russian rulers, many rumours and stories have been told about him. Rasputin was also known as the Mad Monk, even though he never actually became a monk at all. And all the other stories about Rasputin say he had terrible manners and rarely rushed, so he always smelled really bad. The Mad Monk with the bad funk. I like it. There is lots to do with him that has a whiff of suspicion about it, though, and it's very hard to know just what is true or not. In fact, he was such an unusual character, many are still undecided if he was a heroic holy man or a dangerous and troublesome villain. Well, luckily, we have our chief detectives to work it out for us. Chief detectives, this week you need to decide, did Rasputin have supernatural powers or just a super awful bath routine? Shall we get to the evidence, Athena? Let's do it. First piece of evidence. Our first piece of evidence is when he famously healed Aleski, the son of Emperor Nicholas II and his wife, Empress Alexandra. As we said before, Rasputin became a wanderer, and in his travels he eventually arrived at St. Petersburg, which was then the Russian Empire's capital city. Rasputin met all the most important people and church leaders, telling them he was a holy man with healing powers. These important people were all so impressed that they introduced him to the Emperor and Empress in 1905. Mm, I don't know if I would have just taken his word for it. No, probably not, but Russia's rulers certainly did. The Emperor's son, Aleski, suffered from haemophilia, which is a condition where someone's blood doesn't clot properly, so it doesn't make scabs when you're cut. This means it can be very dangerous for them to get an injury. Nowadays, there are brilliant treatments for people with the condition, but at the beginning of the 20th century, medicine was not very good and haemophilia was still a mystery to many doctors, none of whom had been able to treat the boy. When Rasputin came to help, he demanded all the treatments the doctors had prescribed for Aleski be thrown in the fire. And after just one session of caring for the boy, Rasputin made him much, much better. In fact, the Empress believed her son was cured. So that proves he must have had some sort of special healing powers. It's a great story, and by all accounts, the moment that helped Rasputin becomes so powerful. But a lot of historians now dispute or question exactly what happened. Some historians have argued that the doctors would have prescribed him aspirin, a common medicine used at the time. But what doctors didn't know then was that aspirin made haemophilia much worse because it made it even harder for the blood to clot. By getting rid of all those bad medicines, Aleski's symptoms would instantly have got better. Some historians also argue that there's no evidence Aleski had haemophilia in the first place, and others even suggest Rasputin used hypnosis techniques to help calm Aleski down, which would have helped his symptoms. Well, isn't that a sort of supernatural power? Being super calm? Mm, Sounds to me like it was all a lucky coincidence, and I'm not really sure that counts, Tiernan. Well, not if you have that sort of attitude about it, it won't. Hopefully, our next piece of evidence might persuade the chief detectives that Rasputin wasn't just, uh, all beaming positivity. Second piece of evidence. Our second piece of evidence is Rasputin's many prophecies that came true. 
Rasputin predicted that Russia entering the First World War would be disastrous for them and that they would lose several of their battles, which they did. He also wrote a pamphlet in 1912 called Pious Reflections with predictions of events to come, including the Russian Revolution in 1917 and the death of the Russian imperial family soon after. In his book, it says, Darkness will descend on Petersburg. When its name is changed, then the empire will end. And in October of 1917, five years later, that's what happened, and St. Petersburg became Petrograd. His book also has entries with predictions about climate change, more world wars and genetic engineering, which has since happened with scientific experiments like Dolly the cloned sheep, a sheep that was made with the DNA from another sheep. He predicted Dolly! OK, but in his book it also contained predictions that the First World War would be over quickly, which it wasn't, and that Aleski would take to the throne, and he didn't. Also, Rasputin himself never said that any of this was fortune-telling, merely his thoughts about what could happen. OK, but he also predicted his own death and how it would be at the hands of the emperor's relatives, which it was on the 30th of December 1916. Now, that's weird, huh? Where have I heard that before? Predicting your own death sounds familiar. Anyway, after all his interfering with Russian politics and military strategies during the war, he was a very disliked man and had a lot of enemies. So it makes sense that Rasputin knew who might be responsible for his death and how it might play out if that's what happened. None of that means he was some sort of supernatural psychic. Yeah, but considering our third piece of evidence, it makes it all the more remarkable that he could say when he was actually going to die. Because... Third piece of evidence. The third piece of evidence is the fact that Rasputin could not be killed. Uh, yeah, he could. That's how he died? Well, OK, but before he was killed, he couldn't be killed. I mean, it wasn't at all easy for the people who were trying to kill him, his would-be assassins. They tried all the usual methods, stabbing him, poisoning him and shooting him, but to no avail. It wasn't until they threw him into a freezing cold river that he finally died. If you ask me, he sounds pretty immortal. You know, apart from uh, the dying bit. Yeah, I kind of feel like that last bit makes my argument for me. But a lot of the details of these assassination attempts are sketchy. By all accounts, the stabbing is real, and it's amazing that in his day and age, someone could survive. However, when it comes to the poisoning and the drowning, the doctor who checked Rasputin's body said there was no poison in his system and no water in his lungs, meaning he didn't drown. Three gunshots were the reason for his death. In fact, all the stories about how hard it was to kill him came from one of the people who did it, and they probably said all of that to make their crime look less bad by making him look all supernatural and scary. OK, but if he really did have healing powers, maybe he just healed the effects of the poison and, um... OK, it's tricky, but surviving the first attack does make him sound like he had some powers. Sources say it took him seven weeks to recover from that, so those aren't great-sounding healing powers, to be honest. Any sort of healing powers would be brilliant, though, wouldn't they? You get a scab on your knee, woo, healed. You bump your head, woo, healed. It just sounds very handy. I'm not so sure. I reckon, actually, it could be really annoying. Yummy! A lovely egg for breakfast. Just have to finish cracking the shell. Never fear! The Mighty Mender is here, and I will help you, Tiny Egg! 
Oh, that is so annoying. Now I've got to crack it all over again. That's it, everyone. Time to smash the piñata. Don't worry, tiny donkey. I am here to save you. Oh, why would you do that? That's totally ruined the party. Thank you, good sir. But I must be off to mend all those in need. Right, kids. Break the piñata. Again. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mighty Mender, but you're just annoying too many people, so I'm going to have to break your contract and stop being your manager. You're on your own now. That's what you think. Broken contract, mend! I can't believe it. Well, I'm still not going to be your manager anymore. You can't make me. It's too irritating. You can work out what you're going to do about it. I'm off on my lunch break. <gasps> oh, no. No, you're not. You've mended my lunch break. Unbelievable. Urgh. But I thought we were friends. You've broken my heart. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's fine now. Yeah, that is really annoying, actually. You're right. Maybe that's why so many people hated Rasputin in the end. They just wanted a lovely egg for breakfast. It might have just been a sketch, but I reckon you're right on that one. And I'm right on Rasputin's abilities, too. No, you're not. But actually, it's up for the chief detectives to decide. Shall we round up the evidence so they can decide if Rasputin had supernatural powers or not? Yes, let's. Evidence recap. Our first piece of evidence was Rasputin's healing powers in action when he healed the Emperor's son, who is very ill with haemophilia, a condition that stops your blood clotting. Except it sounds like it could have been a lucky consequence of him having all the prescribed medicines thrown away, which included aspirin, a medicine that actually makes haemophilia worse. Our second piece of evidence was all of Rasputin's predictions about the fall of the Russian Empire. Climate change, Dolly the Sheep, sort of, and even his own death. Except he also predicted things that didn't happen too. And he didn't actually call any of them predictions, more just theories of what might happen. Our last piece of evidence is how Rasputin was basically immortal, as he was very hard to kill. Um, except for when he was killed, which pretty much ruins that one. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Rasputin had supernatural powers mythbuster? Or a Rasputin had supernatural powers myth truster? We want to hear from you and what you think, and most importantly, which side you're on. Obviously mine though, right? Obviously not. They're on Team Buster with this one. Send us your voice notes and emails with an explanation of why you're a myth truster or myth buster when it comes to whether Rasputin had supernatural healing powers or not. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes or thoughts to hello at bustortrust.com or comment over at our Spotify Q&A. Tell us your name age, what you think all the evidence means, and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes or emails in our next episode. We won't always be able to use all of them. But we do love to hear them, and here are some thoughts from you lot, our chief detectives, on the last few episodes. We have had some brilliant responses from you chief detectives. This one has been sent in by Jinx, all about our episode to do with the Oak Island treasure. And Jinx says... I think the treasure is real because all the evidence points to that, doesn't it? And if the brothers are still finding gold today, it must be scattered about the island. Hashtag Team Truster, P.S. Great podcast. Yes, Jinx, Team Truster all the way. And I think you're right. All the evidence points to there definitely being a big pit of treasure somewhere on Oak Island. They'll find it one day. I'm sure of it. Well, go and find it and buy yourself a new mug. <laughs> 
This bit of feedback is from somebody we think is called KK, and this person gave us some feedback about the lost village of Kuldara. I loved this episode, and I am a buster because all of the eyewitness evidence is stuff that could just be people. Kids scream, and there might be people freaking people out on purpose to scare them. I couldn't agree more. Oh, so people are doing it on purpose, are they? They've all run away from the village on purpose. Hmm, I'm not so sure. There must have been (laughs) something there that spooked them. But thank you, KK, for reviewing all the evidence. It's very well done. Ah, thanks to all of you. I love hearing from our chief detectives. Yeah, me too. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think, so please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find Bust or Trust. We'll even read some of the reviews out on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. I can't believe we got through that whole episode without singing the Ra Ra Rasputin song by Boney M. I know, right? I was also really worried you were going to try and end this case with a Rasputin joke. Why were you worried? Because no matter how hard you try, it's tricky to finish them. Get it? Get it? Well, that joke died easily. Listener.